1: Final football Friday of the year, folks. It started back in the uh, end of August with the opening of the college football season. Here we are on the first weekend of February, and it is indeed our final football Friday. A sad and dramatic moment, but it's right upon us. Super Bowl Talk on today's show. We'll uh, play our final Beat the Schmoes as well. Only one game to be played, so we'll have to adjust the rules a little bit. Welcome, everybody, to the two guys at a mic show, TalkZone.com. The coach, that would be me, back in the saddle. I want to thank the big dog, Joel Radwanski, for sitting in for four consecutive days and hosting the show solo. Much, much appreciated, but I'm glad to be back in the saddle here for the final football Friday. I had a uh, outstanding, outstanding four days off psychological recuperation. Via the Commander-in-Chief, Chris Whitting, who made me take the mandatory psychological break. But it was refreshing, come back renewed, and again, I want to thank the big dog for sitting in all four days. we got producer extraordinaire David Olson on the other side of the glass. Again, we'll play Beat the Schmoes today for the final time of the year. Got to talk a little Bulls basketball, too, college football recruiting, and what in the hell? is going on with Egyptian soccer. That was just unbelievable. Oh, Got to talk about that oh. story as well. We'll get to that. Don't worry. Not all Super Bowl talk today. First of all, let's welcome in Big Dog. I missed you. Thanks for sitting in and um 4 days without you, my friend, outside of my wife, I can't think of anybody I would miss more for 4 days.
2: Uh coach uh, I'll take that as a compliment. And that's it. Enough said. All right, let's we don't need to move on more than on that <laughs> some point.
1: A little bit too close to, to for comfort, huh?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
1: How did everything give me give me a quick rundown? How did everything go? You were in studio all four days. That's the most you've actually been in house. How did you and David Olson? Did you develop a little karma with our producer, David?
2: Well, uh, uh, yeah, we we had uh, yeah we had a nice little rapport going, and I would have to say by uh, the last ten minutes of yesterday's show, we finally clicked, and I think we finally uh, started actually clicking.
1: Finally, after four days. Took that yeah, long.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, it took that long. Uh-huh. I think we finally got in sync after that. I could barely even turn on the computer, coach. I'm a
1: mess <laughs> in there. Well, he should be used to that because I'm not much better than that. So between us well, two.
2: I'm, I'm, I'm worse than you because if you look at me and look at you, you just would assume I'm younger. I should ha- at least yes. know how to at least like co- copy and paste. Yes. You know what I mean? I, I can't even do that.
1: Yeah. And at one point, I... let us not forget, you were a, a semi respected salesperson. For Verizon Wireless. So you were in the uh, technocrat society for a bit, at least for a while.
2: Oh, see, I was good about just, like, saying stuff and not understanding what I just said. And then people, uh-huh. I would say it so confidently, people are like, I can do that with this phone. Yeah, and it's really easy to figure out.
1: <laughs> Go figure it out yourself. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay. Do right. Have fun, play with it for the next six months. I heard we, uh, got off the sports page early and often. The Kennedy assassination was a, uh, big part of yesterday's show. I told yeah. David, once you start going on that, you need me to keep you under reins with that. Cause if I was here yesterday, I guarantee I would have battled back at you.
2: Oh, I would have loved to, anything that you would have had a to statement. To <laughs> anything. Because oh. uh, there's there's a, there's just a couple things about that whole thing, Coach. There's just, just a, couple, a couple simple what? facts that all I want people is just open their minds and say there was more than one person was mm-hmm. involved in it. That's all they what? need. To tell
1: me. Just out of curiosity, because I unless I missed the news, was there something recent or what brought up the discussion?
2: Yes. Oh, so, okay. There is a new. There's going to be. There's a tape that's going to be released, and. It fills, it, it fills in the gaps of LBJ on the flight away from Dallas back to Washington after the assassination. Mm-hmm. And we've heard these tapes, the LBJ presidency released them, and you're like, oh, he's consoling the First Lady, he's being strong. and But they had the missing gaps. Well, but guess what? This has the taste of the missing gaps. And the first person he contacts is uh, Kennedy's like first adversary. Like number one adversary that was like out to get him, ah. so this, it's going to be very interesting, coach. And this guy is like, he's like, I can't wait for until the rest of uh, so everybody hears this. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, there's been a lot of stuff that's come out in the last like three years, and all of it adds up to real facts, and it's just mind-boggling.
3: Okay. James so
2: what- File definitely did shoot a gun, and he shot a gun at John Kennedy on in dallas on november 22nd 1963 I, I to me at that point is indisputable anyway.
1: Who, who shot a gun
2: uh james files james so was, files the, this is the guy that came out like three years ago but of course it takes hardly anybody ever hears about this stuff but we don't need to get to that, okay. now, coach. But right. I will be
1: more than happy to break it down I'll with you. tell you what I'm going to do. If I get some free time this weekend, I'm going to listen back to yesterday's show and get all the points that I would have argued you with, and you would have got mad at me with. I will mark them down on a slow day coming up, and after football, you know how you know we, how much can we analyze the Toronto Blue Jays spring training in the next couple of weeks? So we'll probably have a well, few well, days. For the we, first day, it'll be fun. The second yeah. day, you're right. The second day, won't we'll be like, yeah, we're still yeah. talking. All right, so I'll, I'll take some notes and we'll uh we'll, we'll bandy it about a little bit. Um, just okay, so you... I agree. Okay, I agree. All right, outstanding. But it is uh, hard to believe. Then we started back. I think the end of August, the first collegiate football weekend we played, beat the Schmoes, Football Friday. Here we are, big dog. First weekend of February, and it officially is our final football Friday. Kind of sad, but nevertheless, we got a great Super Bowl coming up.
2: You know, Coach, to me, this is the best football Friday of the year because I had no idea what I was going to pick. I was distraught. I've been bantying back and forth, didn't know what I was going to do. And all of a sudden, the game has come to me, and I know exactly who I'm going to pick in the Super Bowl, and I feel very, very, very comfortable about it right now. Mm -hmm. Over under, I'm shaky on, but I think I'm – I think I'm gonna go over on that just for the sake of it, but i I the the pick I really like, and I think you're gonna like what I'm thinking
1: yeah well, I you know we gotta figure out what some of the other uh picks are gonna be' because we have three predictions and beat the Schmoes. There's only one game we gotta talk about that. It came to me fairly easily, quite frankly, I didn't think about it all that much during my uh psychological week off, but uh you know, starting to prepare for the show yesterday. About 2 o'clock this morning, woke up, had some kind of weird dream about Mario Manningham in an uncompromising position with touchdown Jesus, I think it was. But I've got my pick, and I I, I will give you a hint here. I don't think it's going to be a close game. One team will pull away. Wow,
3: okay.
2: Yeah. I can can see that happen. It seems like the Patriots always play great games in the Super Bowl, uh, at least during the Tom Brady era. Mm -hmm. Uh,
3: And
2: I I can't – Okay, we'll see, Coach. That's a that's a bold statement. I I, I cannot see a, a team pulling away in this one. Well, I'll really tell you don't. what.
1: You, if you had a dream about Mario uh, Manningham and Touchdown Jesus, you might have the same visions as me.
2: Well, you better be careful who's listening, okay? Because there's there's a, those are two sacks of people. Manningham fans and Touchdown Jesus fans. You don't want to get those people riled up. That's
1: right. I'm mixing up a Michigan guy and a Notre Dame guy. Maybe that's why the dream was so disturbing. But uh, we could talk a little bit on college football signings too. A lot of the high school kids signed a couple of days ago. I know you're big into that. We got to get into a little basketball too. But obviously the Patriots and Giants Super Bowl. What is it? Super Bowl 46. That's right, Coach. Okay. So in four years, can you imagine? Hopefully, David Olson, the big dog, the coach, you know, will be together four more years from now. When it comes to the 50th anniversary of the Super Bowl, imagine the pageantry.
2: Super Bowl L.
1: Oh, well, that's right. <laughs> oh, very nice. But the, now, David, help us out here. The point spread, it had stay at three. I heard it might have. Oh, no up. no, but it's still three and, great and great a half. Way go, it's at three. did it go? It moved half a point. Well, it's wait six. a minute. You're differing with David Olson. We got to decide here for beat the Schmoes. I've got it at three. Oh, you do? Yeah. It's oh, okay. Three. Because
2: uh, I'll just let you know, ESPN is rolling the scroll at two and a half, and I don't know what they base that on at all.
1: I heard somewhere that it was going to up to three-and-a-half. Wow. Okay, so let's, let's so stick let's with... let's
2: go to three, then. Three sounds good. We'll yeah. go to
1: three is perfect. Okay, so the Patriots favored over the Giants by three, and we'll do that for beat the Schmoes. We'll make our picks. Now, what's the over and under, Big Doug?
2: 54-and-a-half is what ESPN had, and I it used to be 55.
1: 54-and-a-half.
0: Where, go? where, where did you have it at, Dave? I've got it at 54. Let's go 54, 54 and a half. 54. Now, I've got the Las Vegas odds here in front of me. Uh, and they're all, they're all pretty much the same. Um, the wind does have it at two and a half in favor of the, of the Patriots. Uh, but they, 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 have they, got the line at 54. Mm-hmm. Okay. 54 is good. But every, okay. but everybody else has got it at three. All, right. all of the, all the other sports books have
1: 54 it at three. points. And then what's the third thing people can bet on? Big deal.
0: Would you want to have, like, a – and what's the
2: biggest sporting event this weekend that would have a line? Would it be the, okay, so we're gonna, the NBA game?
1: We're going to go off of football. Um, you want to just let – anybody can make whatever pick they want, or should we pick one one that everybody knows? We could do prop bets. Yeah, well, there's a tons of prop bets. Lots of them. I read where – what is it? The NFC has won – is this correct, Big Dog? The NFC has won the coin flip? 14 consecutive times?
2: Is that what it is? I I remember it it continues. I remember when it was at like eight, and people, can you believe that? they won eight years in a row, mathematically, (laughs) and it's at the 14?
1: Holy cow. That that would be amazing if it happened and there was a prop bet on the national anthem. How long? Kelly Clarkson's going to sing at minute 34. Anybody who wants to do a prop bet as the third bet, certainly welcome to do so, but I think we should pick like a constant Just to have as a a set. We could go um, Northwestern Illinois basketball. Could go Missouri and Kansas. You could go, who are the Bulls playing this weekend? Bulls at Milwaukee? Yeah,
2: just take one of the college, whatever college or bull basketball game you want.
1: Or you could pick a winner in the uh, middleweight boxing fight uh, Saturday night. Julio Cesar Chavez against Marcos Antonio Rubin.
2: Uh, on Saturday night I think I'm gonna be at home watching Ancient
1: Aliens or something like that. Come on. Chance to one. Julio Cesar Chavez? Uh, boxing doesn't do anything for me, uh, but you're you're like an ultimate fighting elitist right now. That's boxing is yeah, still. Yeah, but I, I
2: need to see like I don't know I I don't like people like circling around the ring for like like a minute and then do well. a jab and then they lean on each other. And they would say, oh, look at the beauty of boxing.
1: Yeah. Now, you're right yeah, you about get, that. That, But you're talking about the heavyweights. You, you get, you know, my guy Julio Cesar Chavez. You get uh, an Oscar De La Hoya. You get... Um,
2: I have to. I forget the guy's name that you said was fighting, but margarita pizza is delicious, Coach. Freaking <laughs> phenomenal.
1: That's not the it, guy. It's
2: under, it's a, a, a sliced tomato on a pizza is one of the most underrated toppings you can have on
1: pizza. No, I'm, I'm completely with you. I'm, you know, getting completely off subject here. But food is a is a primary topic on Super Bowl weekend. But uh, I, I told you, I've been ordering my pizzas without cheese. And I get the sliced tomato. You're absolutely correct. Sliced tomato. Well, well, well,
2: well, 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 know, oh, you got a cholesterol issue, right?
1: It's it's a combination of that, and I just, you know, those pizzas with big hunks of tons of cheese. I just, I, it's just too rich for me these days. But the okay. uh, the no cheese pizza with a bunch of ingredients. You're absolutely correct. The sliced tomato does not get its due respect in the pizza topping world. I'm with you.
2: you, you see, I, I exercise so much, coach. That I really need the the dairy in order to keep my body going, so mm-hmm. I can keep burning fat. So, like, typically, like, when people don't eat cheese, I just – if you're lactose intolerant, I understand, it, but that's a little – you can't even throw a little sprinkle, have them say, hey, just, like, take half the amount of cheese and throw it on there.
1: I yeah, no, I've fun. done that, too. I've done that, too. You know, just light on the cheese. But I've, I've been going more and more extreme, or even throw a little Parmesan cheese on there. But at any rate, uh, you, you get the general idea, and I, the my – just to, go, to bring it up, was to agree with you on the sliced tomato. Big fan.
2: To go to even a, a different thing, I, I worked at a pizza on the corner of Woodward and 63rd in Downers Grove mm-hmm. back in the in the late 80s. And if everyone wants to look this up, this is true. There ended up being a, a drug ring out of this place, Uh-oh. and I didn't realize it at the time when I was working there. So there was a couple of people older than me, like uh, guys that like were always going to work in fast food the rest of their lives, and you know what I mean. We're kind of. Talk down to me, just because they were, like, five years older than me, and I was like, dude, I got to play football and go to high school, and I'm like, whatever, but so we'd get these crazy pizza orders that come in, like, barely, no sauce, you know, all kinds of cheese, but, like, no sauce. It was, like, totally dry, and I'm like, what's what's up with this pizza, right? So I would I would start to make, and these guys would come here, you're not smart enough to make that pizza, and kick me out. I'm like, what the hell? Well, I had found out that they were putting... Their drugs inside of this pizza wow. after they made it, and they were delivering their drugs. Wow. Depending on, so people would order these freaking pizzas, and then they would get them for free because they, like the manager knew some. It was just funny. Whenever and I, when I think of these special order pizzas, so I worked. I had no idea. I was a total unsuspecting, you know, fifteen-year-old uh, kid that was in the middle of like this wow. big drug conspiracy. That's and, unbelievable.
1: And so next time someone orders the extra thick crust. You may want to you may want to have some suspicions, huh?
2: Yeah, what type of mushroom did you order at that pizza? Son? <laughs> <laughs> this, this is no yeah. joke, and you know, I'm not kidding you. My mom told me before I worked there, she's like, "My best friend, I'll leave the names out of his Daughter worked there uh, a couple of years ago. The people that worked there were scumbags. Stay away from those people." So I was like, and it was right down the street. I mean, like legitimately, like down the street from my house. It was ideal for a. A kid that like went to school and played football and you know was perfect, coach. and I but I also learned a lot about life. Oh my goodness, dude, there is scams going on everywhere. I learned about ten million scams working at so that. So any place. any
1: place that offers, for instance, the hollowed out pizza pocket, you might want to have some suspicions of
2: yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I need a special order. Uh I don't I want the I want the Supreme Pizza but I don't want anything on
3: it. <laughs> doot 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 doot. Okay,
1: i wanna i want I, want. <laughs> <laughs> I used so, to. I, I actually have come full circle on the pizza here because I used to be completely the opposite. Actually, it's not full circle, as my wife reminded me. We had a little mini argument on this. If 360 or full circle is not the correct thing, if it's the opposite, I should say I've come 180. Correct? Yes. Okay. He's right. I've come 180 on this because I used to be a total cheese guy. As a matter of fact, I used to rate my pizzas, big dog. You know, I have many weird things that I do, but I used to have a what I call the GTCF when I was young. The GTCF, and that was the gook-to-crust factor. In other words, if it was a lot of crust and not much of the gook, the gook primarily the cheese and the ingredient, well, yeah. you know, I might as well just order a loaf of bread. I wanted yeah, the gook. With- I wanted the cheese and all the yuck. The GTCF, the gook-to-crust factor, now I've gone completely the opposite way. But at one point, I lived your life.
2: Okay, well, you see, you're... That you're not a – that's a flip-flopper, Coach. You flip-flopped. You didn't go with six. Well, you know. Like, your wife's right about that.
1: Like Mitt Romney. So, you know, you call it flip-flopping. I call it maturing and uh, having a change of opinion. It can happen.
2: You know, I, I, I hate to bring up other people's health issues on air, but you've had like a, a cholesterol issue. Yes. And maybe that's why you ate so much cheese, because legitimately, as much as like if you like exercise and you try to stay fit, like cheese and dairy and all that stuff, and and, and the right amounts will actually make you real skinny. Look at the French. You know what I mean? They sit around to eat cheese all freaking day, and none of them are fat, but they're, they're just whiny. Okay. But that also has a lot of cholesterol in it. And if you don't need other things to get cholesterol out of your body, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's really, really, and, that's, and you've had cholesterol issues. So all those yeah. years of piling up all that cheese, it didn't hurt you then, but you didn't realize that 25 years later, you're like, dang. So I wonder how many burritos, what burritos
1: are going to do to me. Eat, uh, I don't know. Eating habits were not good back in the day. I think my junior theme in high school, big. if I remember correctly, my big paper, it was titled White Castle, Some People Can't Do Without. Thank you very much. Yeah.
2: Luckily for me, White Castle was never too close, so I didn't have the, I didn't have a five pounder to move in like your dad would call it. <laughs> but uh, but I, I would never got into that White Castle for me. I was always dragged by somebody else, and then I always was the one that ate one third of the thirty pack. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I just ate eleven White Castle hamburgers. Why did I just do that to myself?
1: <laughs> you gotta I have the to key is there. though. You gotta have that little carton of milk with it. If you coat the stomach with the carton of milk, you can have the eleven sliders. If you don't, or if you go with like a diet soda with it, you got big trouble.
2: Well, first of all, yeah, I don't ever own uh, never any type of soda whatsoever. You can buy cartons of milk at White Castle.
1: Yeah, I think so. Well, you know, it's been a long time since I've been there to be honest with you, but we used to anyways. You know, the okay, little now- the little cartons they sell in the school lunchrooms that are hard. You know, you got to have long fingernails to pull that stupid thing open.
2: Yeah, yeah, that yeah. I used to. Those things used to bother me because they were so delicious. At John L. Sipley School, I don't know what they did, but they kept those things so freaking cold. Uh I guess they wanted to make sure none of our kids got salmonella Uh or whatever. (laughs) I have not seen you, Coach. That milk, that cold milk at John L. Sipley School (laughs) is still one of the finest beverages I could ever remember. If I can go back in time, if I could have, like, a a margarita on the beach this one time in, in, in Tampa that I had or a cold milk in, like, third grade, I'd have that cold milk right now.
1: How about the chocolate milk?
2: That was that was definitely delicious, Coach. I, yeah. We didn't get that too much in school. My and when it was at my house, that was like the one thing I let my brother have.
1: I typically you know, went we don't
2: a... fight over food, but I gave yep. him the chocolate milk.
1: Yep. I remember the chocolate milk in the school cafeteria, the Suzy Q and the uh, uh, Hostess Ding Dongs. I think were very very popular. Anyway, we're getting way off the track here, Big Doe. I know. Although food is a major part of the Super Bowl, we'll talk about that. People want to check in. By the way, we haven't thrown out our phone number here. If you want to talk to us about your Super Bowl. Party your pizza selections. uh God forbid, actually make a football prediction or talk about the game itself. We're more than happy to take your calls. eight 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 four six three sixty seven forty eight The phone number triple eight four six eight six seven four three. Do I got that right? Hopefully, I remember the number correctly. David, Big we seven used seven to point. play a game back in our uh, Big Dog. You'll remember this, and, you know. And we'll open this up to the listeners too. We used to play a thing called a shot in the dark. You remember this, Big Dog?
3: Yes. Yes.
1: And basically a shot in the dark was anybody could make a any kind of semi semi to completely bizarre prediction, something unusual that would happen, right? Yeah. And then we would have our manual computer put the odds to it. And if that occurrence happens, we send that person, uh, you know, not a prize package, not gift certificates, but cashed based on the odds of that thing happening. Give me a for instance, Big Doug.
2: Well, I want to say first I go into this. I want to let you know that the manual scoreboard operator on this, even though no one's putting any money down, yes, those are some really, really, really low odds. We would have stuff like uh, an offensive tackle was going to throw two touchdown passes no. and you give it out at like eight to one.
1: Not throw. <laughs> Come on, not that bad. But how about an okay. offensive? How about an offensive lineman picking up a fumble? And scoring a touchdown in the game, what would the odds be for that? And again, award-winning shot in the dark—a game we used to play. We might revitalize today.
2: Oh, any spe- a specific one or any offensive lineman any. in general? Yeah. Oh, I would. You could. That would be twenty to one.
1: Twenty to one. Yes. Okay. Because and again, this is about
2: once a season.
1: This is we we basically taken the whole prop bet thing, and we go one step further. We want you to be creative, a little humorous, if you want. But no risk, no reward. If hey, if the thing happens to come true, you might, you know, win a hundred bucks. Might win a couple hundred bucks, depending on the ad. But some bizarre thing that would happen in the game, we'll put the odds to it. If it happens, you win the prize. It's called a shot in the dark. Feel free to give us a call. Make that pick at 888-463-6748. 888-463-6748. Big dog, you want to make a, a shot in the dark prediction?
2: Yeah, here's my first one. My first one is that. Uh... The New England Patriots punter, who I don't know who he is because they don't punt very often, Coach, gets hurt. And Tom Brady then has to punt there for the New go. England Patriots the rest of the game.
1: See, I like this. Is he the backup punter?
2: Uh, no, he is not, but he will be because he actually punts about once or twice a year for them. Mm-hmm. They have like special plays. His, his punting ability is incredible. It's uncanny. He's not Sammy Ball, but he's the best punting uh, okay. quarterback in the game of football so right
1: now. So Tom Brady has to fill in as the punter and is a key part of the game by booming a couple of punts. Yeah. Now, if we went to our manual computer, now, back in the day when we, when you were in the studio, our manual computer, basically, you'd have one hand above the table, one hand below, and somehow the one below would come out with the odds.
3: Yes. Yeah.
1: I can't quite figure that out, but uh, the the current manual computer, i got both hands above the table right now, big deal. We can see it on the live webcast. Uh The odds of that one, 55 to 1. So Ooh, if, if Tom good. if Tom Brady steps in and punches the ball a couple of times, fifty five bucks for a listener who would make that prediction. That's that's not bad, coach. That's not that's bad. Pretty good. That's not bad. How about? Let's see. How about uh, head coach Tom Coughlin getting run over by a New England Patriot on the sideline, and he will not be able to continue the game. He will have to go to the locker room. The assistant coach for the Giants will take over and lead the team to victory. What odds would you give me?
2: So Koffman uh, has to get hurt. Yep. He can't return, and and it, the, the team is led back to victory. Yes. Oh, that that's the, that's 135 to 1.
1: So just as if, for instance, a listener call in with a prediction like that, if it comes true, 135 bucks, a shot in the dark. An award-winning game played back in the morning break days. We're bringing it back to revitalization today. Thank you very much. I can tell you're incredibly excited about it. Uh, what about breakdown of the game, Big Dog? Sounds like we haven't done a whole lot of that during the week. Patriots, Giants. We got a couple of injuries to talk about, right? Gronkowski, maybe for the Patriots, probably. And then what is it, Bradshaw, the running back for the Giants? Yeah, but everybody's
2: gonna, everybody's going to be fine. And of all the Super Bowls that I can remember ridiculous amount of coverage for. And luckily for me, coach, I haven't been around a television at all this week. So I mean, I'm, I watched no television, no sports center, no nothing. So I've actually had a very good. I can't wait for the Super Bowl cuz I'm not bored by it already. If you know what I'm saying. And uh, but I don't remember a, a year where there were so few injury stories going into uh going into the game. Cuz mm-hmm. normally there's A lot more than this, and this is no knock on Gronkowski. I mean, this is actually a plus to Gronkowski. He's going to be all right. He's going to play just fine in the Super Bowl. I really believe that. And he's been through a long season. You go through as many games as this coach, if you get like eight days off, as long as you get a full speed couple practices, like two or three, you're going to be okay. It's not like this is the first week of the season and he had two or three practices and he's going back on the field. He's had a whole season of conditioning. So I think his timing and all that's going to be fine. And uh, and the Bradshaw thing, thats you're a running back, just get the ball and just run angry, run, run through the pain. <laughs> that's all you need to do. Seriously.
1: tape I'm not it up. Kidding. It's only a foot injury. You can't cut, can't move on mm-hmm. it. Don't worry about it. Tape it up. You'll be fine. You
2: it's, can, it's a Super Bowl. If you can't find the adrenaline to go yep. out there and play at 100% of your best ability, then maybe it's time for you not longer to play football.
0: Wow. Strong stuff. Yes, David. Yeah. Oh, no, Grant practiced yesterday. He and did. he's going to practice okay. today. so
2: Yeah, he'll be yeah. fine. A couple will see a couple full-speed practices, Coach. See, I wasn't worried whether he would play, but I would admit if he didn't practice at all, and then you can't just go into the Super Bowl. This late in the season, his body is at a point where it's so finely tuned and honed, he, the, the, this little bit of a layoff is not going to hurt him as long as he gets a couple
1: full-speed. Shot days. in the dark. Shot in the dark. Gronkowski and Hernandez run a crossing pattern in the uh, – Very complicated, schematic pattern of a Bill Belichick. Gronkowski's been out for a while. Messes up. In their crossing pattern, they collide. Both tight ends are out for the game for the New England Patriots. The strength of their team, both tight ends run into each other, neither able to come back. The odds, my friend, a shot in the dark. Make sure both hands are above the table.
2: Uh, I'm I'm only going to give that one-to-one because I don't want anybody making that particular prediction.
1: Why not? That, I want to, that's want be to like, root for the two best players on New England. I'm not rooting for, for it. I'm just saying, you know, that if somebody, okay, I would have to put that one at five hundred to one. That's so what I that's thought. It's not going to happen. Five hundred bucks. Yeah. Somebody could win it. They made a prediction like that. <laughs> what Are you laughing about? This is cash we're trying to give away here. Eight eight eight. 4636748 Big Dog Tom Brady's got a lot of weapons to throw to Wes Walker, uh, Dion. Don't call me Cliff Branch, Gronkowski, Hernandez, but everybody's talking about the Giants pass rush and if they if they get on Tom Brady, he's been proven in the pass. If you hit him a little bit, if you rush him, if you hurry him, it affects their passing game. How do you see that big matchup, the Giant D-line against the New England passing game?
3: Uh,
2: you know what? That is Huge! It's massive, and if you do get in Tom Brady's face, if you do hit him, you will end up beating him. And the Giants have a great, great pass rush, and so that's going to be the matchup to, that determines who ends up winning this game. And here's what ends up happening, coach: that the Giants might end up trying to get almost too cute, being like, hey, let's dare the, let's dare the Patriots to run the ball. All of a sudden, Tom Brady isn't isn't beating us. You know, and then almost try to do too many fancy packages. You know, they come up with the four defensive ends. They so got four light guys that can really run and attack the quarterback on the field, and they don't have a lot of ass in the middle of the uh, <laughs> of the defensive line in order to protect the linebackers and 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 hold the line of scrimmage down, so your your defense can run downhill instead of them running downhill on you. Mm-hmm. That's going to be so. We're going to see what ends up happening now. I'm going to end up giving my prediction here, but. He, When you brought that up, that's like the whole key to the game to me. So here's what I see happening, Coach. Imagine this. It's third and eight. the Patriots have the ball. And I'm going to tell you this. The Giants are going to be able to move the ball effectively. They'll be fine. They're going to score somewhere in the mid-20s. Okay? So it's going to be how much the Giants can hold on the Patriots. Well, if it's third and eight, and the Patriots have two receivers, one of them Welker, the other one uh, Deion Branch on the field, and the two tight ends are Hernandez and Gronkowski, and you got Ben Jarvis-Green-Ellis in the backfield. As a, as an offense, do you feel comfortable enough that you have enough receivers to, you know, get a first down on third and
1: eight? Yes.
2: Yeah, obviously, because you got all you got. Even if you blitz, Hernandez or Gronkowski can stay in and protect, and Ben Jarvis-Green-Ellis can definitely. He's an unbelievably good pass blocking tight end. The Giants have their four defensive ends on the field. Okay, they got a defensive tackle that's 260 pounds. Oh, guess what? They just go no huddle after they converted that third and eight, and all of a sudden they have Gronkowski and Hernandez on the field with Ben Jarvis Greenellis, and you've got five defensive backs and four defensive ends on the field, and they just went no huddle, and Gronkowski is now blocking a cornerback. Hernandez is double teaming on an end. Oh, and Ben Jarvis Greenellis is slamming the ball down your throat. That's exactly what's going to happen. The the Patriots are going to win this game, Coach. Mm -hmm. And they're going to win it because they have tight ends that could protect Brady. They can run after the catch. They catch everything. Oh, and if the Giants try to do too much, like oh we're going to do everything we possibly can to get after Brady, well if they convert first downs in those situations, all of a sudden you're stuck on the field with a bunch of tiny fast people, and you have massive tight ends like Hernandez and Gronkowski blocking for Ben Jarvis who's huge too. I mean this is, I, all week I didn't know what was happening until I really started thinking about. Yeah. That the, the Giants really are going to, I think, try to get, they're going to overthink this coach and get too cute uh-huh. and be like, oh, we have all these great pass rushers.
1: That's, that's some solid accent and knowing here, uh, coming from, uh, football enthusiast and, uh, Kennedy assassination conspiracy theorist, big dog Joel Redwansky joining us on the two guys at a mic show. That's some solid insight, big dog. Let me, let me see if I can take your insight one step further because uh, along with Hernandez and, Bronkowski, obviously five guys that very few people know their names of are going to be the keys to the game, and that's the New England Patriot offensive line. Let me ask you this, because you've been in the trenches at the highest levels. Well, almost. Um, we hear scout teams on offense working against the defense. Will the New England Patriots have scout team defenders that will watch tape of each of the Giants' Defensive rushers, Peter, Paul, Pierre, and Justin Tuck, and O.C. Uminora, and and will they try to simulate some of the special moves that each guy does and actually work with that lineman so he can prepare? I mean, does does scouting get that specified at that level, if if I'm making that
2: clear what I'm talking about? Absolutely, Coach. Absolutely. I'm going to get into something in a second, how, how great being under Bill Belichick is as a player, because how much you learn. But that Belichick didn't come up with that. That's been around for 20 years. I mean, believe it or not, at my level, in high school under Pete Bencholi, I would remember we would watch film and he would talk to the scout team. I would want you guys to do this. So I could imagine in the NFL, guys that are getting paid you know, $4,000 a week to, to remain on a practice squad, that they're watching film and they're supposed to actually participate in practice exactly like those guys on okay. the other teams. Absolutely, 100%, Interesting. Coach. Interesting. Check this out. The other day, this is the first time anybody believed this happened. But the other day at practice, you know, they get the practice uh, uh, on the Oil Drum Stadium. They actually get a couple practices on the actual Super Bowl field. Well, during the Patriots practice, right when the hour was up, they had a 31-minute break. They all went into the locker room. They sat down, and Belichick went over how he wanted everybody to sit in the locker room, where, uh, where like, which coaching groups and the coordinators go, which what and then how the whole team would come together, and then they break out. So they actually prepared a 31-minute, mm-hmm. they practice their halftime. That's so,
1: thorough. You know who used to do that a lot is, is Johnny Wooden, the great UCLA coach. He used to be that detail or, you remember the story, Big Dog, how the very first day of practice, mm-hmm. the very first thing he would do with the guys, first day of practice, he would teach them, especially the freshmen, how to properly tie your shoe.
2: Yes, 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 he did, Coach. I, I love that about John Wooden everything.
1: So Belichick has got that where every, everything's detail-oriented. This is the way we do it. This is the way we want to do it. And obviously he's got a way of presenting it that doesn't turn off the players.
2: And and the, the players think it's great because if, if, you think, if anybody else is out there being like, isn't that a little too hands-on? Well, every halftime that these guys have played since they've been in the NFL is 12 minutes long, including the NFC and AFC championship game. Mm-hmm. Okay? And then all of a sudden, they have 19 extra minutes thrown onto a halftime. So it's like two and a half half times instead of one halftime. Your body gets tired. You may lose focus. You may lose energy. Your body might start shutting down. Okay? And there have been many Super Bowls that have been won on the first five minutes of the second half because one team was just pulled the pants down to the other team mm-hmm. and were ready to play. Maybe this doesn't help them at all, but all of a sudden the Patriots are like, hey, We'll be ready come second half and the Giants are like, why didn't we do that? That's yep. a good idea.
1: Yep. Gotta have that regular routine just as a complete sideline. I've always struggled as a basketball coach, big though. I've been coaching for many and many years. And I've never been happy with the timeout huddles. I don't, I just have never got one that I really, really like. You know, the typical one where the five guys sit down and the mm-hmm. players are behind the coach. If you watch, the players that are behind you—they're—they're they're not really paying attention.
3: Yeah, that's sad. That's
1: and you're sad. just just the, the talking to, fo- that, yeah. The, well,
2: actually, the players that think they should be in the game aren't paying attention. The exactly. guys that know they don't belong in the game, but eventually one day are going to be coaching all these other guys—they're <laughs> the ones actually paying attention. To them.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I just never—you know and then you know, everybody's standing up. There's one idea. I, I tried to do it at one time, and it wasn't too successful, like football style. Where I would be the like the, where the quarterback stands, and then the five yeah. starters would be like where the running backs, and then the the rest of the team behind them. So at least you're looking at everybody's faces. But then you got the benches. You got I just never have found the right formula. And you watch teams do it. I still haven't seen a team. I, I still think there's something different out there that teams could do with their with their huddles that would be effective. A Total sidelight. But I just thought I would mention that because it goes along with the Bill Belichick uh, halftime locker room thing.
2: Well no 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 I, I like that coach. I, I like what you're thinking and, and there's a lot to be said about that. Now there's been innovators in sports, coach. You know that we had like you know, like Tex Winner with the triangle offense. Yep. You know, maybe one day you can actually be the innovator of a basketball huddle and you think you could drive all around the country <laughs> right in they would invite you to Indiana immediately. You would know every back road of Indiana uh, before you would know it and those coaches would implement it. I
1: immediately. could go to go to coaching clinics and uh you know, my session would be on the basketball huddle. That's it, just the huddle. <laughs> oh, goodness. eight 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 four six three sixty seven forty eight. Shot in the dark, big dog. Shot in the dark. The punter. The punter on either team goes back and fakes the punt, makes a pass. The pass on the fake punt is intercepted and returned for a touchdown. Shot in the dark. Both hands above the table. Manual computer, please. What odds you giving me? Um...
2: I'm going to have to say that one is seventy-five to one.
1: That's it. Hmm. Seventy-five. That's about a one in a seventy-five
2: games. Oh, then maybe even yeah, it should mm. be more than that. I'd
1: say yeah. it's about one in two hundred.
2: Okay, I'll say two hundred. I'll give you two hundred on that one. Okay. anybody calls it for that one? Right, now I'm one lowballing all the all the appraisals. Last, you used to lowball, and I'm not on the one yeah, lowballing.
1: Remember, it's not your money that's going out, so feel free to highball. Okay. If okay. anybody should be lowballing here, it should be me because it's probably my money that will be going out. I would consult with producer extraordinaire David Olson about paying half the fee as well. But after he gets through laughing, I got a feeling I'd be paying the money out. So cool. 8, 888-463-6748. Feel free to highball, Big Dog. No problem at all.
2: Uh, I'll be more. Yeah, I will be highballing as soon as I'm done with this. Uh, with this, uh, that's, I'm going to start drinking highballs.
0: <laughs> Speaking I'll of to which, to highball.
1: Now you, you know always you always have a big Super Bowl party, or no? Actually, yeah. you go, if I, I mean, remember well, correctly, to Mama Redwanski's, right, for a big party.
2: Well, it, it all depends. It all depends. I've done everything from the New show's house. I've, I I I like myself alone with a nice quiet and and, and enjoy it. I, I've done my brother's house, It just gets ridiculous. I mean, it's just out of control. Mm-hmm. So it, I had I've, I can pretty much tell you where I was at every single Super Bowl party. Uh, but I think this year it's either going to be at my house and I squatting alone, or maybe I might be at TJ's house, which will be crazy. But I'm not having the party at Super Bowl. I have the okay. whole freaking season all the way up to the Super Bowl. Everybody, So they just quit coming to my house at this point, Coach. <laughs> you know, you know it's, kind of, it's kind of strange. My house is used for the party from game one all the way up to the
3: championship game. Uh-huh.
1: If I would have known you were going to be alone for Super Bowl weekend, David, we could have done some kind of contest, you know. Have one of our lucky listeners uh, who could stump the poll, one of our trivia contests, uh, you know, be able to visit the Big Dog, watch the Super Bowl with the Big Dog contest. I'm sure many of people, including Cinemax Cindy, would enter that contest. No question about
2: it. Well, I'm sure uh, Lily the Lilac will be uh, happy, uh, and she's going to watch her first—well, not her first football game, but one of her first football games from start to finish—and mm-hmm. uh, so she's pretty excited about
1: it. Part of the watching experience, of course, David Olson, our marketing and television. Uh, representative here, part of the watching experience in the Super Bowl, is the commercials and the advertisements. Have we heard any little sneak peeks, feelers? We know the cost well, is going up, but what about the commercials?
0: Well, no, no, no. It, it, and It's a trend that I kind of don't like, and I've been avoiding it, but a lot of companies have already released their ads online in full. Hmm. So, like, for example, uh, the return of Ferris Bueller and a Honda ad, that's been up all week. Volkswagen put their new Star Wars commercial up there. There's a Jerry Seinfeld commercial with Jay Leno that's already online. So, it's, I don't, I don't understand the reasoning for doing that yeah, at all. Yeah,
2: don't you want to get some suspense about your, don't show it, just be like, hey, we have a great Leno, uh, ad, blah, blah, blah. I'm waiting yeah, for
0: the ad. yeah, and there and there are some like movies that they've released the full trailers online, and it, it just it does it it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense.
1: Hmm. So if you went to Super Bowl ad preview on in the YouTube, you could see some of the.
0: Well, no, no, it's not. It's not just. It's not just uh, on a Super Bowl ad. It's just like okay. you know, the aggregate sites like you know hmm. Google News will have them or BuzzFeed or you know they'll show up on Facebook by people posting them.
1: Hmm. All right. Well, somehow or other, big dog, rest assured. You will be seeing a Budweiser Clydesdale at some point during the game on Sunday.
2: I'm sure I will see one, and hopefully eventually I'll be able to get home in time to watch the game.
1: (laughs) What, are you going to be riding one or what?
2: Well, well, hopefully this time, yeah, I'll be riding it, not the other way around like last time.
1: (laughs) Uh Save a horse, ride a cowboy. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's the truth. All right, so uh let's make some Beat the Schmoes football predictions. Again, you want to send your picks in via the email. You can do it at Mike2GuysAOL.com or give us a call, 888-463-6748. Big Dog, I tried to total the Beat the Schmoes football. The best I have is you right now at 40 and 25. An amazing record against the point spread. David Olson at thirty-eight and twenty-three, which doesn't completely compute unless David missed some picks. But the bottom line is the two of you. No, no, no. no, no, no,
2: no, no, no the numbers don't compute because he should have two more games than me because I had yeah. two pushes throughout the year. So whatever the totals are, I should have two yeah. less games. And I am you have me over fifty percent and. Of well over sixty percent, coach. And I, if I remember right, I think I am at like sixty point one or fifty nine point nine. So those numbers are not correct. As much as I will have to say, I think I am forty and twenty five. I might be, but I you do you do not have those numbers. Can't be right because David has two more
1: games than I do. Uh, all right, we'll, we'll read them up again. I think they might be. Okay. But at any rate, the point I was trying to bring up is that we'll double check and come out with the final um, numbers on Monday. The key is you and David Olson both have had remarkable years among the top two or three we've ever had on Beat the Chabelle. But you're both in a little competition here. Whoever does the best might be able to pull away from the pack. The two of you are, are uh, if not dead tied, nearly tied. So a little pressure on the picks for both of you.
2: Yeah, I, I've had a couple of real good weeks in a row. That's why I started gaining on Dave, who was way out early yep. on in the year. Mm-hmm. Uh but I really wish I, I knew. Uh, you need to, you, you're need you going to have to figure out the actual totals and let me know, because I just want to finish above 60% for the year, because I've only ever done that one other time since we've been doing Beat the Schmose. Right, we so we I do know do
1: amazingly out of the last nine weeks, you have uh, had a winning record again, folks, versus the point spread, eight out of the last nine weeks. Pretty darn impressive.
2: And, by the way, these are during the playoff games and the bowl season. Yes. I, I want to remind that these were playoff and bowl yep. picks.
1: Well you're the kind of guy, Big Dog, when the stage is bigger, that's when you perform best. I, I asked you, you're, I know you're making fun of me, but it's yeah. true though. Hey, by the way, speaking of stages, we still have to get it uh, all the uh, uh you know, tees crossed, the eyes dotted, whatever the expression might be, but speaking of big stages, you, Big Dog, with my assistance, and I'm emphasizing my assistance, it's your show. Uh we'll be on stage next Sunday. Next Sunday at uh a fine establishment in Niles, the Players Club. Uh, or the Playbook. I'm sorry, not the Players Club. The Playbook uh, will be appearing, I believe, at seven o'clock at night. A little sports night at the Players Club with the big dog and the coach. So you'll have a chance to prove yourself on the big stage.
2: Okay, coach. You know, I got a couple ten rides. Okay, I'm gonna. We're gonna have to come up next week after the Super Bowl and plan this out a little bit. Okay. Not a long day, just like, you know, like an hour or two, we'll figure out what we'll do. I think yes. it'll be pretty good. Yeah.
1: A little bit A little bit of planning is not a bad thing. Absolutely. Not just to the point of bit, Bill Belichick. We don't want to go Belichick and have everything, you know, planned out perfectly, but uh, a little bit of a plan would be a good thing. Just a, a slight one. Yeah. Not a big one. Yeah. Budweiser or Coors, what are you drinking? I figure if you have a couple of beers, Big Doug will be all good.
2: Uh, Jack Daniels, Coach. <laughs>
1: Jack, da- I don't know if they're going to serve you Jack Daniels, man.
2: Why wouldn't they serve me? They serve Jack Daniels in bars, coach.
1: Okay. All right. I didn't. I didn't know you had moved on from beer. Now you become an alcohol uh, elitist, too. I've said
2: that for the last for like the last five years. <laughs> I typically drink Jack Daniels on the rocks or Jameson.
1: Mm-hmm. I like that too. Okay. A little it's Maker's like, Mark, maybe here. What's that? A little Maker's Mark we could get for you.
2: Oh, yeah. If you want me to drink Makers, Mark, I'll be more than happy to take another step up. One more rung up the ladder, Coach. you got some Doors 12. I'll be more than happy to step on that while we're doing
1: it. All right. Beat the Schmose. uh 888-463-6748. Big Dog, Joel Redwanski. Eight of the last nine weeks. A chance to finish with one of the finest records ever. We're picking the over and under at 54. The points spread at three. And then you can pick any other game. College basketball game, football game, a prop bet, uh, Boxing match, whatever you want for, for game number three, okay?
2: Okay, what is Illinois and uh Northwestern?
1: I don't know what it is, but we're going to say Illinois 8.
2: Okay, what about Missouri and Kansas?
1: W- where's the game at? I have no idea. Though. All right, hold on. Oh, hold on. My the- Kansas at Missouri. We're going to go um, missouri is the three point favorite there? So you can get Kansas I'll, I'll plus take, three. I'll take Missouri minus the three. Mizzou minus three. I will take
2: more than 54 points scored in Super Bowl 46.
1: Over on 54.
2: And then I will take the New England Patriots minus three and they will win.
1: Paint a picture. And how do you see
2: it? They'll cover it no problem, coach. It'll be 31 27.
1: Okay. You see him pull it away as paint a picture. What I mean, you already talked a little bit about how you think uh, the Patriot running game is going to be able to be established, and that going to be one of the keys to the game.
2: I see the Giants being able to hold on and keeping it like stay in the game most of the way, but at the end, it's just the Patriots are going to just be too much, too efficient on offense, and a nine and seven team will not win the Super Bowl for the first time.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. David Olson, producer extraordinaire, ladies and gentlemen, with one of the, also one of the finest records and only his second year of competing after a dismal rookie year. You've heard of the sophomore jinx. David did it the other way around. He had the freshman jinx, not very good and beat the schmoes this year as a sophomore. Second year players had a phenomenal record and we'll see if he can finish on a positive note.
0: I am also going to take the Patriots to win and cover, but I will take the under and uh, i got to find another thing uh, and i'll take the clippers over the bullets tomorrow night uh bucks think it's the bucks oh the, uh, all right, the clip. the clippers over the what, what what are washington called now the uh the wizards,
1: yeah, the wizards. The i'll take the clippers over the
0: wizards right. tomorrow
1: any team playing that you got to give up like 46 points david <laughs> wow you know, the team that's really not much of a joke, you almost have to give them 46 points, is Michael Jordan and Charlotte Bobcats. They have yeah, just, based bad. on the score, they just quit playing, big Doug.
2: They Yeah, they're bad. When is Jordan? I mean, Jordan, people just can't have him associated with their organization anymore. So, by the way, their best player, their leading scorer, is averaging 15 points a game, which is got to be the lowest of any NBA team. Is He's now out for like four weeks. Uh, Gerald Henderson. Gerald Henderson was their number one player. Coach, no no knock on Gerald Henderson, but wow, that's that that organization has no talent. My goodness, they traded Gerald Wallace. Why would that team trade Gerald Wallace? That guy, all he did was rebound, defend, steal pass,
1: block shots. Gerald Wallace played against every team like he played against the Bulls. He'd be a first team All Pro. He always played uh, extremely well against our beloved Bull. (laughs) Yeah, he did. I hate to do it to you guys. I'm beat the schmoes. I hate to do it, but I think New England's gonna win and I think they will Uh-oh. win big. I do not think it's gonna be a close game. I'm picking something like 28 to 10, maybe 34 to 10. The Patriots pull away as the game goes on. Celebration and company for Tom Brady. Uh, I will take the under also in that game. So New England, I think the Patriot defense, 54. So if it goes, uh, yeah, 34 to 10, something like that, I will go with the under and I am going to take Illinois. I hate to do it. I hate to do it, but I think I'm going to take Illinois over Northwestern and give up the eight point. That game is at Illinois, right, Big Doug?
3: Yeah,
2: yeah, it is, Coach. It, it, the, the one thing, you haven't seen Illinois play too much this year. They tend to play. Every one of their games comes out to the wire. So I didn't want to. I, that's That would have been a great one for you to take Northwestern if they're getting eight points.
1: Yeah, the bottom line is, you know, Northwestern's struggling in the Big Ten. You look at... Basically with the injuries they've got now, they're basically playing with six players, Northwestern. Illinois, big dog. Here's a way of looking at it. And, and it's amazing that it was a one point game down to the last second shot last time. But Illinois' is second five, the Michael Henry's, the, uh, Inigua coming off the bench, the Joseph Bertrand's, the Tracy, their second five all would have been the number one recruit. At Northwestern, how's that a way for looking at it?
2: Okay, I get it. you, you right? do have an excellent point there.
1: So Illinois yeah. could bring all these guys off the bench. Any of those guys would have been Northwestern's knight in shining armor. How's that a way for looking for And if you look at it that way, how the hell did Illinois only win by one point against Northwestern?
2: Uh, well, Northwestern, they played that, A, hey, we're not going to let you blow us out type offense. Use all possession back door, You you to sleep, and next thing you know, you're you're in a grinded out ball game in a gym that is, is like a barn that you can't even see the rim. It's so dark.
1: All right. So all three of us, at any rate, picking uh, the New England Patriots. That's one of the very few times that all three of us have agreed. So you probably want to put your money down to the New York Giants. But we're all picking the Patriots uh, Super Bowl forty six. Big dog. I'm assuming you're at least somewhat excited uh, about watching the uh, Super Bowl once again.
2: No, absolutely. I, I, it's a, the Super Bowl means a lot to me, Coach. I, I, if you name a Super Bowl coach, I can tell you not only like the score, the all that other stuff. I don't want to sit there and pat myself on the back, but more importantly, more importantly, I can tell you who I was with, where I was at, like you know, usually how I got there. Very rarely how I got home. So,
1: <laughs> how I got there, I remember. How I got home, I forgot. The the yeah, Super so, Bowl forty. I mean, 40- so it could be like a short story novel, 46 short stories from Joel Redwansky. Some are much shorter than others.
2: I <laughs> don't yeah. a little crazy, but I can remember all of them. So it's, yeah. oh, it's pretty
1: cool. Hey, uh, real quick, we had started to mention just a horrible, tragic story uh, in Egypt. Now, I was out of town big, though. I didn't get the total gist of the story, but in a soccer game in Egypt after the game, uh, fan hooligans and 79 people get killed many of them trampled on the way to try to get out of the stadium and away from the the hooligans do i have that correct yeah and, you, know,
2: you got it right and it, and it wasn't just trampling these hooligans and these were the same hooligans that were in the streets against Monty, uh Mubarak's people okay so it's, so you got to be careful who's taking over the country coach because a lot of these people like are the thugs of of of, of like the organizations that are going in and and uh they're holding uh, the bar the Americans from leaving, and then when they went in, they uh, busted up all these different organizations that were trying to have pro-democracy rallies. They were, well, these are like the same people, don't forget, okay? And it wasn't just tramplings. They were beating people with clubs in the stands, killing people. I mean, these are some sick people, Coach. And it, it's, it's funny. I, I go to sleep to the History Channel every single morning, okay, or every night. Well, I woke up this morning, and they were doing this thing on the Dark Ages. And they were talking about how uh, at the time there was like this ruling, like this, these thugs of these guys that wanted to take over the ruling class. What they decided to do, they went to the cherry games and they just brought clubs and stuff and just attacked the people that were at the sporting event. It was like exactly what had just happened in Egypt. And this was during the Justonian period in, uh, in, uh, in Rome in like 1580. I, I was just like, my mouth dropped. I couldn't believe what I was It was, sounded exactly the same coach mm. wow so it, it's uh, it's I was just disappointed uh, that I woke up and saw that story you know I was like I could have slept for five more minutes but it was just like so touching this team that.
1: history channel very much like the sliced tomato on the pizza we talked about earlier extremely extremely underrated no question about it let me ask you this big dog were the fans that were there the quote-unquote hooligans uh did the end result make a difference the fact that their team lost or were they there? Just to well, cause trouble at the end of the game, 13-1. anyways.
2: Their team one coach. They okay. were there to intimidate okay. and to basically let people know that they're in charge of the country. Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: so it was not like some of the other soccer tragedies we've seen, where these fans just, you know, they they go attacking the referee or something like. This was a little yeah, different.
2: it was just a bunch of drunken Englishmen that drank too much harp. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then they throw, you know, like a Molotov cocktail at a cop. Mm -hmm. No, nothing like that, Coach. Okay. I mean, these were like, it was political in nature. It wasn't soccer hooligans. Mm -hmm. It was political.
3: Unbelievable.
2: Uh, But we need to get that straight. Yep. Seriously. So I know soccer's taking another uh, black eye for this. This wasn't your typical soccer. That still has to end, and that's embarrassing, and soccer should be ashamed of itself when all that stuff goes on. But this. Soccer should not get this lumped into itself because mm-hmm. that could have been a polo match if there was thirty thousand people there, mm-hmm. and those thugs would have been more than happy. I don't actually—I don't know how many people were at the match. I was the thirty thousand number I got from that whole Justinian well, thing. The bottom surprised. line is,
1: we know seventy-nine less people walked out of that stadium. I mean, can you imagine? You go to a soccer game, perfectly happy,
2: coach? Huh? There's, there was four hospitalized. so it's, that number was seventy-two. Like an hour, like. A day ago, and it's up to seventy nine. The number could still grow.
1: Absolutely unbelievable. Eight 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 four six three sixty seven forty eight. Real quick, too. I meant to. Uh, apparently, while I was gone, miss one of the great tennis matches of all time. Did you happen to watch it, Big Dog Djokovic against Nadal? Yeah,
3: uh,
2: believe it or not, I did get a chance, and it, it was pretty cool because I started watching it late in the third. And I, you know what? I was like, you know, I'm just going to sit there and watch it. I, I didn't change the channel, didn't do anything, and that was excellent. What you missed the best of, and I, I talked to David about it, was when the match was done. It was five hours and 53 minutes, the longest championship match ever. All these guys came up and started speaking, like the, the endorsement guys and the sponsors, and they were just saying the longest and stupidest things. And there was one guy who could barely speak English, and the guys almost fell down. Dow and Djokovic were so exhausted. Like they, they all started leaning on the net, and Djokovic went to a knee. While these sponsors were talking, Coach, eventually someone had to rush a chair and water to him.
3: They were like, thank you. They
2: got to sit down. <laughs> that was without question the funniest moments I have seen in sports.
1: Hey, you, th- you think someone Korea. would have thought of that beforehand. I mean, come on. Well, uh, they had a guy from Korea who couldn't speak
2: English, and he was up there for like five minutes, and he was trying to speak in English, and he couldn't do it. Uh, without that doubt, one of the most uncomfortable – couple minutes
3: i've ever seen
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious coach. all right well we've had a few uncomfortable minutes in our uh, careers here the two guys at a mic show too so who are we to laugh big dog great stuff again i want to thank you for filling in the uh, four days i will be listening to the tapes and make sure you didn't abuse me too much okay
2: well yeah i, I definitely did not abuse you too much coach i promise you well,
1: that. just in case i'll be listening to the tapes uh outstanding have a great super bowl enjoy some peace Sounds like you might have a little bit of peace and quiet. Any particular food items you will be cooking for yourself and Lily the Lila? Uh
2: Well, she, I, I always tell her, hey, if you ever come to my house, you know, I'll cook for you. She doesn't realize that. I, I, that's not what I was talking about. She'll be cooking. So whatever she cooks for me, Coach. Uh,
1: your special chili not on the docket this year, huh? Oh, uh,
2: no, but you know, yes, I guess it will be. I'll make that, Coach.
1: <laughs> All right, big dog. Enjoy. We'll uh, reanalyze the game on Monday, okay?
2: See you on Monday, boy.
1: Ah, beautiful. For David Olson for the coach, John Cole. I want to thank everybody for listening. TalkZone.com. Two guys in a mic. Have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy the Super Bowl. We'll see you Monday at 10. Don't be late.